0: you need indeed
1: better and all the other twitters and retweet it after you hey
2: everybody welcome to the rotowire fantasy football podcast brought to you by our friends at winbet that's w-y-n-n-b-e-t my co host today is more than just the pretty face that you see on uh, all these sneaky ad videos that we've been doing. He is the great Alan Soslowski. He is actually a purveyor of content as well. Um, Alan, what's going on? How you doing?
1: Yeah, a major downgrade from whoever cancelled on you today for your last move. I'm <laughs> no, I'm not at all. I'm the sneaky ad today. I'm the you sneaky you are the ad. sneaky ad. You are yeah.
2: sneaky. You're yeah. you're a Definitely a bonus there. So it's <laughs> bonus, all good. Sticky head. Yep. No, yeah, yeah. No, thanks
1: for having me on, man. I, I always enjoy talking to you, um, just about life and especially about football, because uh, you know that is what connects us all. After all, is fantasy football.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And all uh, started with you, just like listening to our show and messaging with us and here you are now doing this full time for us and it's all good yeah it's it's,
1: it's a little odd so for for those of you who listen to jeff's podcast every wednesday you notice that he has a guest and um and i i was a caller to your show i was just someone that was a fan of the show and i always knew that i wanted to do fantasy football for uh you know for a hobby, and then to do it for a living is just unbelievable. But you know, you and I have been talking for years. I've been uh, doing some content for you guys for a while, and and finally, you just gave in to me. You did a charity case, and <laughs> and, you, and you brought me on. You hired me full time, so I'm grateful.
2: Yeah, and well earned. I mean, your our Yahoo account. I mean, our YouTube account is blowing up. It's great. Uh, so uh, we're having fun doing all these videos. And we've got a lot going on this week. First week of buys. Uh, we obviously have the Raiders mess. We have another London game. Lots to talk about here. So let's just jump right into it. I, I want to start with uh, Gruden. We don't have to go too deep into the, the weeds here, but handicapping the game based on what the heck is going on with the Raiders right now. What do you do about that? Does, does What changes? Does anything materially change about the Raiders and how they call plays? Uh, what personnel they use? I mean, I, I don't want to delve too much into the emotional side of things because I think people react differently, but is there yeah, for- a schematic change?
1: I've heard you guys talking about this on your SiriusXM show, and I, I think this can go one of two ways. It can go okay. where, let's say there was people on the team that just didn't like Gruden. Let's just use that. They're going to be like, thank God he's gone. Now we can play free. Now I'm just right. making that up. That's a hypothetical. Now let's say someone like Derek Carr really loved and is missing John Gruden. is, They could say, hey, let's go win one for coach. I think that both of those narratives point to Raiders really showing out this week. And uh, just... It, sure the captain of the ship is no longer steering but the the nfl team is a well-oiled machine if bill belichick missed one game and that's the extreme case because he's probably considered the best coach Mm -hmm. everything would be fine for a game i think that at this point it's it's a submarine the the cook knows how to fire the missiles everyone knows how to do everyone's job and i don't see anything other than a narrative for the better for the raiders this week i like the raiders even though everyone's fading them this week
2: interesting yeah and you know they can't be much worse than they were against the Bears, where they just had a really uninspired performance. Uh, and maybe it's because they they were in ha- hanging in limbo. And, you know, how much was known inside the building versus what we knew is are two different things, too. And, you know, it's really kind of hard to speculate on that. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I've had a hard time figuring that one out. But as far as, like, how they call plays, I, I don't know if things are going to change a whole lot.
1: I I hope it changes because I paid up for Darren Waller. And other than that 19 target week one, he's been like horrible. I've been like every week. I'm like, okay, that was just the floor game for Darren Waller, 11 points in my PPR league. And now I'm just like, you're obviously going to start him every week. And the big week is coming. So if there's a change schematically and they go back to the, uh, bad version of the Raiders that win five or six games But Darren Waller gets 28 points That's all I care about I mean, because if you have Henry Ruggs Or if you have Brian Edwards You're just putting them on your bench anyway They're probably on your waiver wire in most leagues And Derek Carr, you're, you were playing him as a streamer And Josh Jacobs, you're, you're kind of upset that you took him But you got him at a good value And you know you know what to expect at this point But Darren Waller's the one, the only one That would really I'm interested in to see if he can Get back to where he was from a fantasy perspective Because it's been horrible for like a month now.
2: Yeah, it has. It has. Um, uh, so let let's the other thing, let's let's talk about this a little bit more is though, it's just like, okay, there the, the whole talk now is like Mayox got 51% of the decision making power with personnel moves. Visacia has 49%. What does that even mean? Is this
1: uh, I don't mean anything? Yeah, I don't think it means anything until you get to decision time, the trade deadline or the offseason, which I mean, everyone is consensus has been that the Raiders have overdrafted players, taking mm-hmm. players in the top five that were likely to be there around later. So, I mean, we we say this in our fantasy drafts, right? Everywhere. Just, just go get your guys. But knowing ADP and there's a real ADP for like the NFL draft, too, could help you not deteriorate all the value you accumulate. The Raiders accumulated three first round picks that one year, and then they took Josh Jacobs. So they do a great job of accumulating value. And then they just give it away. So when you talk to answer your question directly, maybe they'll go back to a more traditional paying attention to the consensus. And yeah. they may not have the, the positive attributes of Gruden, the leadership, the good offensive play caller, but maybe they'll normalize in the sense of not making these radical moves, giving up significant draft capital for Antonio Brown and then not him him not even playing a down in the NFL. Right. I mean think about it. we think Antonio Brown's is still a really good player. He probably was three years ago too. It's, it's pretty amazing. Some of the suboptimal moves that fantasy players too, we're it's, you know, we all think we we could run an NFL team, you know, a lot of fantasy players out there and people that post on Twitter, they're really smart the way they think about things. And sometimes it's, it's mind boggling that real GMs don't think the same way that fantasy players do.
2: Yeah. Uh, Although it is funny, you know, the consensus will, you know, get you some weird things. If you, or if you, if you, uh, like if you, uh, go by what teams do to make your fantasy decisions, you end up with Lynn Bowden on your team. Uh, but you know, and things like that, but sh- yeah, no, you're always you know. going to
1: make, you're always going to make an error, you know, in, in the third round, but it's, it's picking, you know, I, I think it's been known for a while. You don't take a first round running back unless it's an all-timer. If you think you can get Ladanian Tomlinson, obviously you take them in the first round, but for the most part, even, uh, you know, even Chris Liss, who thinks that Barkley was a good pick and he, you know, great player, but when you could have gotten Nick Chubb in the second round, it probably, you know, there's always a guy that's a, with a running back. So there's always these decisions that I think fantasy players have figured out even before the real NFL. It's, a, it's pretty interesting.
2: It is pretty interesting. Uh Speaking of Lynn Bowden, his team had news today to a Tunga Vailoa. looks like he is going to suit up for Sunday's game in London against the Jaguars. Uh Interesting because, you know, he, you know, they, they, don't have like they don't. I guess they do have a sense of urgency. They're one in four, but you know, with the the rib injury, you know, it, it's all about pain tolerance. You know, Jacoby Brissett got a little bit banged up. This is a pretty good matchup if he does play. Are you interested at all in Tua?
1: I'm interested in Tua because I just want to know if he's good or not.
2: Like, yeah, me too. Th-
1: th- literally, this is like the longest jury's been out on a player. It's is if he's decent. Like, is, are they going to trade him? I, I just want to see him have a really good game. And then I want to see the conversation on social media and on SiriusXM really fire up. I don't trust him. I think that he's probably going to be, you know, the 28th best quarterback in the league when it's all said and done. Somebody that gets a, plenty of chances to start because of his draft capital, but ultimately ends up on the, uh, the backup circuit. I hope I'm wrong because I, I was, you know, people were saying tank for Tua and obviously the conversation between Tua and Herbert, that's over. I mean, we're already talking about I've heard you guys talk about on Sirius XM that Herbert might be the first or second most desirable player in the all of the NFL. So right. to answer your question directly. I think that two is probably feeling that same pressure that we're talking about. And mostly people perform better when they're cornered, especially elite athletes. So I think he'll be okay. I just want to see that 350-yard that and four-touchdown performance with zero interceptions. I'm not sure he can do it. What, what do you think? Are you happy to start any Dolphins uh, You know, because Tua is now the quarterback?
2: I don't know if I'm ever happy to start any Dolphins. Okay. Uh, it might even hurt Gasicki. Gasicki seemed like he did better with percent than he did with Tua. Uh, you know, week one, he, he didn't even get targeted. Now, that might have been because they are asking him to block more against the Pats, but might have also been that – they don't, he doesn't click as well to us. So that, that's always one of those things you never know quite sure about there. Uh, Jalen Waddle seemed to get a lot of targets though, with him. That's one guy that might benefit. So I, I, I'd be, I, I'd be comfortable starting Waddle in a league this week.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, Waddle
2: excited, but I'd be comfortable.
1: Right. Waddle falls into that narrative that we're thinking about with, with Jamar chase and Joe Burrow, that college friends, roommates, uh, narrative, right. Where they played together, um, or they, walked on the same grass, read the same playbook, whatever, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah. So, but they probably, they, you know, the Dolphins did go after Waddle, you know, and they did see the reason they went after him. Cause they thought he would pair well with Tua and we've seen, Promising, you know, when they were to playing together. So yes, I think comfortable. He's like he's like the version of what you thought of Will Fuller. You put him in your wide receiver three, knowing you're going to get either four points or like 38 points, and you're you're comfortable with either one. So especially with the bye weeks, I'm happy to play Waddle in my wide receiver three, but I'm not expecting much. I'm expecting you know eight targets, but three catches and 30 yards. Right, that's usually how those things work out: big targets but low right. low receptions.
2: Sure, would be nice to actually have him throw downfield more than like four inches beyond the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Waddle, but I know his air yards are really bad. But uh, how about yeah, that,
1: uh, Gaskin? Are you telling people to play Gaskin after he went off on everyone's bench last week,
2: including mine? Uh, <laughs> I'm not telling people anything, Alan. You know, I'm a suggester more than a teller. I'm, but no, uh, I've got him at 22, uh, so that's probably a start. I mean, it's Jacksonville. You would think that this is a pretty good matchup. You, you, this is a pretty good setup. I mean, they game obviously game script is going to be different. They're not going to be chasing Tom Brady and uh, you know a touchdown pass every like thirty seven seconds. So you know they won't be in catch up mode the whole game. But would you, would you rather one of his touchdowns early when they went ahead?
1: Yeah, I mean, would you play Gaskin over players like Sony Michel? You know, Sony Michel God. is the secondary running back, but against the Giants, Daryl Henderson always limps to the side with his arm. Like, those are the type of decisions. And, again, you, you don't really have to answer it because it's an impossible question to answer. But those are the type of questions that I expect that we're going to see on the Roto-Wire message boards under your value meter this week.
2: I've got Michel buried. Um, I know he did some things against Seattle, but I, I don't trust the snap share. Um, I think that with every given week in successive week, Henderson's going to get a little bit more stronger health wise, you know, he gets, he gets, takes a hit. I don't know. Um, but I, I think he is not just a starter, but he's a significant starter, uh, that he's a high percentage of the snap share with the Rams that, you know, Michelle is just a change of, just like mm-hmm. give him a, a series off sort of guy and that's about it. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely starting Gaskin over Michelle.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to, Go ahead. We're going to see a lot of questions, though, with Gaskin, because anytime a running back that you drafted with a reasonable high expectation totally fails, you take him out of your lineup, and then that's when he goes off because you were afraid to drop him and you weren't. And all that did was prolong the drop. So that's what I'm saying is that I expect sure. to see a lot of questions with him. So it's going to be either Gaskin or Daryl Williams, might be somebody that people are asking about this week. So, and I don't know how you're going to answer those questions. He, how can you trust Gaskin? He's not a player that we drafted as a circle of trust player. He was a player that we drafted with, like, okay, he's going to get the work. He's going to get the share. And it, it's, I've got it's, him
2: higher than you expect with the way you phrase him. I've got him at 22. I've got him over Gaskin. Jacobs. Yeah, Gaskin's over. I got Gaskin's yeah. over Jacobs. I've got Gaskin over Moss. Gaskin over James Connor, Darrell Williams, Darrell Williams, even uh, Latavius Murray, <laughs> Alex Collins. Miles Sanders, who I've got buried. Keep in mind, it's yeah. Tampa Bay. Don't start any backing in Tampa Bay unless you have to. Uh, Booker. you know, I've got him over a bunch of guys that you'd be considering. So, yes, I'm telling people to start him, I guess. And, yeah. And, and, I and like I've, that you
1: have a definite take on it because I, I'm struggling with that this week. And all of those players that you just named, I have like six of them on my bench, the mm-hmm. Alex Collins and stuff. So now at least I have somebody to blame if, if I pick the wrong one.
2: Yeah, you, you blame Liz because he always blames me. And so it's just <laughs> a transitive principle. Uh, we had a question about, speaking of Darrell Henderson, we did have a question about him. How do you guys feel about me trading away Tyler Lockett for Darrell Henderson? Daryl Henderson. I'm in a dire need of a running back.
1: Yeah. I mean, that that's the name of fantasy football, right? It's right. its all about windows, right? You have to trade away players. And usually if you want the trade to happen, you're going to have to take 90 cents on the dollar. You're never going to get a good fair trade if you're yeah. the one who needs the player. So we all know Daryl Henderson is probably, you can probably project them for 12 and a half fantasy points. If he scores, he'll get 18, but that's it, and you probably have a three-week window. Jarek McKinnon could end up being the more valuable back in this game. We don't know. So you're trading away a, a blue-chip player, a good player, uh, that's attached now to a quarterback that's you know, obviously not as good as Russell Wilson. So you're getting yeah. $0.90 cents on the dollar, $0.80 cents on the dollar. But if you need a running back, you got to do it.
2: I, I think so, too. I think I would do that trade. Um, before I move on, some other notes. A uh, quick, quick uh, note from our friends at WinBet. Let me tell you about WinBet. Uh, they are our exclusive sponsor. all fall follow along. If there's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire, it's making good decisions. And even more so, making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's Digital Casino and take a spin on roulette. Double down in blackjack. Slam the slots or try your hand at Baccarat where you'll find Alan Stislowski sitting at the table there with a, with a fancy cigar or whatever uh, element there to lend us. Uh, whatever whatever's, le- whatever's
1: legal in Vegas.
2: Yeah, there you go. WinBet is currently available in six states. Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Come on, Florida doesn't have that? I'm crazy. I thought soon, be-
1: soon, no November. Yeah. We're getting legalized. Uh, we're getting legalized uh, sports
2: betting. Okay, good. And it's while it's rapidly expanding. Winbet will probably expand there soon. At Winbet, the possibilities are limitless. Winbet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to five hundred dollars on your first wager. Download, download Winbet now. That's W Y N N B E T. Winbet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. Jeff, Jeff and Allen here. We're breaking down some of the news of the day and going through some of the games of the week. Talk a little Christian McCaffrey. They're talking about 50 50 call on him. might come all the way down to the wire on Sunday. What's your thoughts on McCaffrey? Uh, what are you how are you handling him this week?
1: I think from here on out, Christian McCaffrey is going to not get the 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 amount of workload that he was getting. It's very obvious at this point. That they overworked him. Uh, you know, I thought he when he did that little pony kick when he was when he was going to the outside. That's a move that you saw the play right where he hurt his hamstring. Yeah, yeah, right. It, that looked like a move that running backs do when they're like skipping to the outside, setting up their blocks. That doesn't look good to me. That looks like a, a a horse that's been overworked. I think moving forward, until we get to the meaningful games, the playoff games, Chuba Hubbard's here to stay. He's gonna he's gonna have eight nine touches a game. So even if Christian McCaffrey plays. He's still going to be a great fantasy player. And you're obviously going to rank him as a top five back every week. But I don't think I think the days of the 35-point McCaffrey, 28-point McCaffrey are gone. You should be expecting when he, when he does come back, more of an 18-point. So if you can cash out now, like if somebody offered you Derrick Henry for him right now, and obviously that's the best case scenario, you click the button. If somebody offers you Mike Williams and Cordero Patterson, you consider it. I know it sounds sacrilegious to trade away Christian McCaffrey, but I've already started putting those offers out in my leagues.
2: Because that would be buying high and selling low at all at the same time. Everything. I get that. Um,
1: what do you think about McCaffrey? Are you, are, if you have him in a meaningful on, league where there's a big prize, what are you doing?
2: I have him in the Roto-Wire Online Championship. You there's can't no trade. trades that. there. Yeah. No trades. It's a, as Jim Coventry says, it's a jackpot league. Uh, but because uh, the overall. Balance. Yeah, he loves that. Uh, I, I can't do the gym voice jackpot, but there you go. Um, What's your
1: bet? Your best Chicagoan voice. Chicago. Accent? Mom. Yep. you
2: know, there's there's certain words that you know trigger. The word Chicago actually is a good one to use Chicago accent on, but uh, that was a pretty bad interpretation nonetheless. But, but I but
1: I still enjoyed it.
2: No thanks. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, but like,
1: um, what are you telling you know casual league or even competitive league that have trades? Are you just holding McCaffrey? Are you expecting exactly the same thing when he comes back? I mean, you can't, right? I mean, talk to me about this one.
2: I think you're probably right about that. Uh, someone offered me Nick Chubb for him in PPR league. I'm in that, that. I think I'd do it, but tell you what, Nick Chubb has comes with his share of frustrations. Even last week, where he went nuts and ran for 160 yards. Kareem Hunt outpointed him, him yeah. in PPR and standard scoring leagues uh, because he's not even getting every goal line carry right now. And that's really frustrating. And, of course, if you're in a PPR league, Chubb obviously gets hurt. Uh, and yet I still have Chubb as a top 10 back this week
1: yeah i mean he has to be right it's just because he has the floor and the upside obviously he doesn't his upside doesn't hit as much with kareem hunt and by the way you you mentioned kareem hunt that's a player that no sharp players no sharp analysts wanted i have him in my rotowire online championship
2: you're the sharp analyst
1: no 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 i i had to go to the bathroom so bad so i was like i'm not going to miss my turn i run to the bathroom i come back it zipped across i got auto drafted i was so i thought i was like oh i wasted my 350 dollars meanwhile now I'm claiming that I picked him, that I was a sharp pick, but I, it was an auto draft the whole way.
2: Wow! So you had him in your queue at least?
1: No, he was the next guy on there, and I thought I had thought No I hit, queue. No que-
2: you I, went to the bathroom with no queue.
1: I, I went. I, it's right next to me. I'm pretty quick usually going to the bathroom, and I didn't think that everyone would hear happen-
2: about your old man issues there. Oh, right?
1: Okay. All right. All right. You two- <laughs> know you're
2: younger than me. This
1: but- isn't the uh, the fa- uh, the fantasy bathroom <laughs> podcast. No, but no. it's it was an auto pick, and meanwhile, though, it just goes to show you. It's like. Sometimes those mistakes. So if you've made a bad drop in your league, don't give up. You know, I traded away. You were talking about Christian McCaffrey. That's where this started. I traded him away because I thought he was going to be out five, six weeks. I ruined. My, I thought I ruined my league because you, I'm embarrassed to tell you what I traded him for.
2: No, you, you can't tease me like that, Tito. <laughs> what, you, what was the trade?
1: Oh, I mean, it's it's shameful. I shouldn't even call myself a fantasy expert by telling you this, but I traded him away for Chris Carson after Chris Carson had, you know, those three 14-point games in a row. I was like, all right, at least I'm getting 60 cents on the dollar. McCaffrey could be out the whole, you know, it was so stupid. Don't do not do stuff like that anymore. Every, I couldn't even find someone to like say, oh, yeah, it was decent. Everyone told me I was an idiot right away.
2: I promise not to tell this on you because he would excoriate <laughs> you. For
1: the, exc- I did get out of town.
2: Yeah, uh, it's our little secret. No one ever tell. Don't nobody tell this. Okay. Yeah, um, we'll be fine. Um, <laughs> okay, so yeah, I, I, if he does play this week, they if they say on Sunday morning, okay, he's a go. I, oh. You know, absent like any sort of like bold declaration, he's on, definitely on a snap count. Where do you put him this week?
1: You put him in your lineup. I mean, there's there's yeah. no... Just because the upside is still nuclear, until we see him... Like, you and I were just talking about, he could not be what he once was, but even if he's a version of himself, he is the best modern-day fantasy player. He just does it all. Um, even in bad games, I know you've talked about on your show, on your XM show, where one time, I think two years ago, the Panthers scored three real points in their NFL game, and McCaffrey still had 30 points. Yep. Because... Yeah, I mean, he's, he is the guy. He's the man. He's the alpha. So you don't even think about it. Like, if, if they told you he was only going to play 25 snaps, you're putting him in your lineup.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so there you go. News out of Bengals camps. Um, the, uh, Bengals camp,
1: A say. real team. Um, real team.
2: A real man's team, for sure. Okay, a couple of things here. First of all, Joe Mixon had a limited practice. Um, Joe Burrow had a full practice, but he was on voice rest. My God, I'd do love to give that to list, but uh, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah.
1: I'm clipping that. I'm clipping that. I, you know, I'm going to put that up on the uh, you know headline that on the our YouTube page. Yeah,
2: T. Higgins said that Burrow's communication through the walkthrough was normal. However, though, in other words, Burrow's going to go. He's going to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's much risk of that. Uh, Nixon, he's a little trickier case because we know Samaj P. Ryan, you know, tested positive for COVID. Probably, they probably won't have him. I, I'm not exactly yeah. sure what his vaccination status is. And that, that's relevant because that determines how quickly he can come back after a positive test. But I would assume that, I'm, I'm operating on an assumption he won't be there. So do you put Mixon back up to full-on status knowing his backup is Chris Evans? Or are you walking with some trepidation with Mixon this week?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're putting him in your lineup. But I'm not, I'm, I am told you this on, uh, we. You, we talked about this, I think it was offline, that Mixon's in a timeshare for the short window here, and not because of his ability or that they don't want him to, but he is a ginger sports car. If you take him out of the shop too fast, he's just going to break down again. I would be shocked if he got more than 15 touches. That means it's Chris Evans' time. Now, Chris Evans, he went in the sixth round of the real NFL draft, but he's a good player. He was one of those guys that stayed like at seven. He was Van Wilder. He stayed at like college for 17 years. He's a mature, I think he's he's 24 years old. Or he's, he might be 25. We were rookie. I mean, he's one of these guys where he's going to probably be in the NFL less than three years. But he's a good, solid player, and he's tough, and he runs tough. So this is if you're desperate running back. I'm in 14 team leagues where the the waivers ran. He's still out there. Chris Evans is playable this week, uh, and even if Mixon plays. So I think that next week we could be talking about. Uh, Chris Evans is the hot waiver wire pickup. It's possible. I absolutely am picking him up. and
2: Then he wouldn't be a sneaky ad then.
1: No. That he's a sneaky ad this week. Okay. And you actually called it on our video. You said, because I said Samaj P. Ryan, not, not knowing that he was on the COVID list. So That's right.
2: That's right. He did come up there. And I think you, Mixon gets more work than you think. Uh, I think it's more like 15 to 20 touches. Uh, but we'll see. Because I just don't think they're going to trust Evans to run between the tackles at all. I'm I not sure whether they trust him on blitz pickup. I think... Mixon gets close to his full share this week, is my guess.
1: So under over 18 and a half total touches for Mixon. You're taking the over?
2: I'm taking the over.
1: Okay. and but I've got him like, 12
2: he, among running backs this week.
1: Yeah, and only because of—you rank running backs every week. By the way, I've tried this exercise. When I was like, ah, oh, this has got to be the easy— I learned the hard way that ranking weekly rankings mm-hmm. are the most difficult thing to do if you want to put your name behind it. If you're just doing right. it anonymously or giving start sit, it's no big deal. So anyone that real thinks that ask these questions, uh, I, I've learned, I have a lot of respect for anyone that does weekly rankings. Seriously. It's tough.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you. It is tough. Uh, it's a labor of love though. Um, sometimes just more. What fun. is your
1: process by the way? Have you ever talked about your process for that?
2: I start off with a preliminary set of rankings. Then I go through all of our player notes by position for the last five days, you know, try to dig in a little bit there, click through, re, you know, check on the stats. I am I also watch every game, rewatch every game on Game Pass, the condensed version. Mm-hmm. I'm not a sicko that really knows how to watch coaches film very well. So I apologize for that and my shortcoming. I try to appreciate the work others do on that. You know, I try to dig when I have a question. Um, and then, you know, I'm trying to put in the comments and do that. So it it takes a full day to do Are it for set.
1: Do you do it like on an Excel sheet and like cut and then paste and drop everything. Well like to, we
2: have an admin area that where it's it's a, a database that's populated. Now I have to do the initial population every year. And of course with bye weeks and injuries I'm maneuvering guys and all that. Um, and is it drag so and drop not, drag and drop yeah, yeah okay. it is. All right I'm just yeah. thinking
1: about like the physical labor of that. If it's drag and drop that makes it easier but still yeah, this
2: finger like, gets a little that's right over the course of the year. But uh, <laughs> you, you have to do these finger exercises like this, yeah. you know? Yeah. Exactly. Got to have one of those little uh, squeegee things there. but And, that and I didn't mean use. to
1: derail, but I'm genuinely curious because, you know, yeah. anyone that's watching this podcast is probably a, uh, a premium member of Rotowire. And if you're not, obviously go to Rotowire.com forward slash try. Check it out. Uh, You're
3: so
1: well, good I, at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we—that's how I again became aware of you guys. You know, someone mm-hmm. that you guys gave out a promo code. I checked it out, and then I was a member for life. But you could check out your weekly rankings. Uh, but that is—I was always wondering, was like, how does he even like begin this process? so I'm sure there's other people out there that wonder that as well.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay, let's uh, start looking at the matchups. Before we do that, though. And this is good because you're going to set your uh, Yahoo DFS lineup. So let's talk about what they've got there. Hmm. The new NFL season is underway, and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football. There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the season on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contests now being shark-free. Are you a shark, Alan? Are you allowed Um to?
1: In, in DFS, I'm a guppy, uh, okay. but I but because I have so many good buddies over uh, that play uh, professional DFS, I am learning. I'm becoming like a, a middle size. I don't get swallowed by the guppies anymore, but I still get eaten by the sharks.
2: Okay. So you're still allowed to play on Yahoo then?
1: Oh, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. To,
2: to celebrate the beginning of the football season and Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free $10 in contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 contest entry credit offer to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests. In addition to the free credit, Yahoo has a million-dollar DFS football contest live. The one million-dollar contest features one million in total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000 and an entry free fee into entry. Let me try that again. And an entry to the first-ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship live finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland. This December play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season, visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started.
1: Do you play a lot of DFS?
2: I don't. I dabble. It's fun. I enjoy it. I don't play a lot of it.
1: It's honestly, I it's, it's fun. Kinda. It's fun when you're making the lineup. And then when you realize like that, someone else has like the perfect lineup, especially in these big contests, then I'm like, this isn't any fun, but yeah, the Yahoo one I played over there, it actually, they have a really good format and mm-hmm. I like the pricing structure and I it's like very the robust. Yeah, yes. they, you know, it's you don't good...
2: really get too many like hangover bad prices. You know, they're, they're, they're pretty much on top of it.
1: I like it. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, I highly recommend it. Not just because they're a sponsor of the podcast because it actually is a very cool experience.
2: Yeah, it is. It is. Um, let's go through some of these games. And let's just do it quickly. We'll say like, you know, who who do we, likes dislikes from this game? I, instead of going through my rankings, going position by position, I thought we'd do something a little bit different. Go game by game instead. Uh, so let's start off the Thursday night game, Tampa Bay at Philly. Tom Brady's got the uh, thumb issue, but it's very, you know, they they both he and the Bucks downplayed it. They played Thursday night. We still like him against Philly, right?
1: Oh yeah, Brady's one of the auto starts cuz any given day he could have 404. I mean, you're almost yep. upset if he doesn't get you 303.
2: Yep, exactly. Um okay, who else do we like in this game? Pretty mm-hmm. much uh, with Antonio with the Brown Yeah.
1: Antonio Brown. I mean, that's that's somebody if you it's very hard to trade in fantasy football, but He's a player that you probably can trade for. Like if you, if, if, uh, if the Antonio Brown uh, uh, manager has a running back problem, and you picked up a running back off of the, of the scrap heap to, this week, you probably could figure out a way to get him. Um, that's a player that I think he's the number one receiver over there. When it's all said and done, he'll have the most fantasy points.
2: Okay. Uh, so and you know he's, we, I I still have him lowest ranked of the three Bucks receivers.
1: And Godwin's, as you should, as you should.
2: One's a little banged up. Uh, are we worried about Godwin at all?
1: I mean, if you drafted Godwin, you took him in the fourth round. You're just playing him every week. You know yep. already that he's volatile. So yeah, I mean, you have to play all these guys. You have to play it. If you drafted a Bucks, uh, one of the the three main guys. I mean, Fournette is really the question. I mean, is, is where do you have Fournette this week?
2: You know, I, I think he's kind of graduating into the starter there, uh, and it's not just a timeshare. I think he's kind of the main guy. I have him sixteen. I have yeah, I'm him.
1: I'm getting offers in Dynasty for him like crazy because I, I did a lot of startups this year and I was able, he went like super late and now people are actually making me real offers for Fournette. It's great. Like I what? love this. Um, I got an offer for, someone offered me a 2022 first round pick for him. Um, that one I took. <laughs> that was yeah. the best one I got. In a couple other leagues, it was like a second in Henry Ruggs, which is a real offer. It's a real yeah, offer in Dynasty, you know, things like that. So I was getting real offers starting two weeks ago.
2: Pretty good. I like it, and I, I do think you strike while the iron's hot, if possible. Yeah, um, because I, I don't think it lasts forever. Uh, do so, you?
1: Yeah. Do you play a lot of dynasty? You play a couple. No, weeks? I
2: have one dynasty league, and I'm not very good at it. Um, I'll be honest. I feel like a dynasty league requires constant attention. Uh, oh yeah, and you do baseball, right? And you do baseball. I do you're... baseball. I got a hockey league. I got a foot. I got a hoops league. I play fantasy golf. I I yeah. I, I, I have not been. Strong in that league. And I, I wish that I were, would have done it better. Because, you yeah. know, the problem is when you screw up, it's for life. I mean, it, it, you dig yourself that hole.
1: Yes, there there's techniques to Dynasty, and it's starting this offseason. I'm going to start uh, doing some more Dynasty content on the YouTube channel. So if okay. you're watching this podcast right now, just hit subscribe button, hit the like button, especially if you're a Dynasty player, and you can let us know in the comments as well. And we're going to be doing, you know, Mario, he to me is the ultimate rookie scatter, And John, those guys, they really know what they're talking about. Obviously, that's why they're part of Rotowire. wire But mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be doing Dynasty strategy and you know those short videos they could be helpful to someone who's kind of in a league but doesn't you know you're doing your golf you're doing your baseball so those will be helpful to you too
2: yeah for sure absolutely uh on the philly side of things i mean you're starting hurts that's pretty obvious the bucks dbs are all banged up yep. if you're going to be if you're going to beat them you got to beat them through the air you're starting hurts cuz probably got won't go uh with his covid issue Devontae smith seems like a really good start i've 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 got him pretty high actually this week. I think at 23rd, that's clearly in start mode for me. Oh yeah. It's the other guys. It's miles Sanders. It's Jalen Rager. Uh, what do you do with these guys?
1: I mean, if you have Miles Sanders and you have better options, obviously you would start him. But if you drafted Miles Sanders and oh, what a great value, I got him in the end of the fourth Mm -hmm. round. It's you'd rather have Mike Davis. Right. (laughs) So I think Sanders will have his weeks, but he'll probably go up. He'll be like he'll do what Miles Gaskin did. He'll probably have that big week on your bench. Uh, I'm not happy to start him, but I'm in a league that has, you know, three flexes, one of those crazy leagues. So and, you're starting him. Yeah, I, I'm starting him. I mean, you, but the other guys, you can't, you know, those receivers other than Devontae Smith, you, you're not excited to start him if you're in a – next week is like, you know, I heard this term coined by uh, Matthew Berry. I heard him say, uh, buy Mageddon. I think the next week is like this, like how many teams are on by next week? So if, if the Eagles aren't one of them, you're going to be psyched to start someone like uh, Miles Sanders. But uh, – other than that, it's just, oh, the Eagle. Uh, by the way, do you have Jalen Hurts on any of your teams? Did you wait on quarterback and get him this year?
2: I don't have Jalen Hurts anywhere, and it's my biggest failing, I think. Me well, too. Well, no, it's and not I, my biggest failing, but second biggest failing. No Eckler either.
1: Well, yeah, and on the, on the over the summer when I was called into your show – You were advocating you made like the best case I've heard anyone make for Jalen Hurts because I was like, oh, you have to reach for a quarterback and you have to take. And you're like, well, what about Jalen Hurts? I was like, oh, yeah, that kind of is a good argument. And you were right. And then you didn't draft him. Come on.
2: I just I got either got where I went early or I was playing the wait on game and just missed on him a little bit. No, I don't have him anywhere. And it's a huge mistake. Uh, I, I do regret it there. You referred to week seven, by the way, let's go ahead and tell you all the bi- te- teams that are on by that week. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's I'm as
1: the, it's been coined.
2: Yes. That's, it's quite a coinage. Uh, um,
1: while you're looking that up though, I think a good fantasy football strategy is to see where you're going to have holes in your lineup and pick those guys up this week. If you can yeah, fit them on you your can. bench,
2: right? That's like, the big thing. Big if, but right. Like uh, I you, go ahead.
1: I have Tyler Bass. I don't want to let him go as my Buffalo, the Buffalo kicker. So I'm picking up a kicker this week. It's hard because I've had to drop you know players I didn't want to drop, but you know guys I'm not going to start anyway. Like a Jalen Rager in one league, I dropped Jalen Rager to pick up Nick Folk for next week. And again, it's you know fine. You got to win, but the what, what, who are the teams that are on by next week?
2: Well, they're good teams: Bills, Cowboys, Chargers, Jaguars, uh, Vikings, and Steelers. And, and you know, God loves all of his children, you know, even the Jaguars. So there's still some players there that are useful, like James Robinson, who I love this week against Miami, giving up more fantasy points to running backs than any other team in in football right now. So, you know, that's a team you want to start your running back against. So we'll see. I like like him this week. What are you doing with LaVisca Chanel? What are you doing with Marvin Jones? Big eggs last week, you know, late eggs. Uh, They didn't personally do it. It's their quarterback, their coaching staff, whatever, whoever, however you want to apportion the blame. The fact is they didn't do anything last week. What are you doing with those guys this week?
1: I mean, how many times would those guys need to have a good fantasy game in a row for you to trust them? Right. I mean, if you're in a deeper league, like our Vegas league or our stake league that we do is, uh, you know, I I have to start Marvin Jones. I don't have any other options as my wide receiver two actually, or three or whatever he's going to be. But if you, cannot start them you can't trust those guys and even if they have a big week this week you're not going to trust them next week players like that those guys that you take in the ninth round the seventh round the tenth round you probably want to see it two at least two times if not three times so uh, i'm starting
2: chenault i'll tell you that much i've got him at 28 I'm, i'm redoubling on him a little bit
1: what is it about him that i mean he looks like a good player but you're doing that with like who's the the next two players that you have him above
2: Uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Tim Patrick.
1: Okay. And both of those guys seem to be in the fantasy circle of trust right now. So why would you, why do you like Chanel above those two?
2: I still think he's the best receiving option Jacksonville has. I think they're going to be playing from behind. I think they're going to need to throw the ball. I think that they're going to see they made a mistake that he, he clicked on a big play. They see the talent that he has. I just, I I think I, I, you know, and you're right. It's you're right to challenge me on this, but It's a hunch that I don't think you're wrong.
1: I don't, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that's a bold call. I think that you know, most people that, you know, that we, that we speak to would have Tim Patrick and Sanders above him, given what they've done the last few weeks. But I like the call because which one of those three players has the most upside, which one of them would you be least surprised to have a 35 fantasy point game? And it's LaVisca Chanel. So I, you know, when you get down that deep and you just need some nuclear power, I like that call
2: yeah uh so thank you I appreciate that uh Marvin Jones I've got at 35 and I could probably put him lower I've got him ahead of Rondale Moore and Michael Pittman what do you say about that uh,
1: yeah I, I mean I knew Marvin Jones I thought was going to be the alpha and it started off that way he looked every part of mm-hmm. the number one wide receiver and he's I mean you know his-
2: every season though hasn't he Yes.
1: Where he's, you know, he, he ends up with 10 touchdowns, but like five of them are in one game or in two games, you know? So, yeah. you know, he's a tough starter. I, I like Pittman though. I mean, Pittman, he he's, he's as advertised. He came on, he, he does what you want a second year receiver to do. He can't, he had a slow start. You don't want that, but then came on in the second year and then in the playoff game, in the wildcard game, he had 10 targets and now is proven to be a excellent fantasy start. So obviously I like him. He's got the safer floor, but, Marvin Jones again. We talked about it a minute ago. You need to see it a few times with players like that before you even think about putting them in your lineup.
2: Yeah, I hear you on that. Um, all right, we're you know we're kind of I was I thought that we could get through every single game going this format. We're not going to get close to that. There's no way we can do that. So I knew um,
1: that we I, I like to you know I like to yent it up with you a little bit. Yeah, so
2: that's okay. I like it. Yeah, you know, it's it's content. You know, it's just saying take this guy. But uh, let's just hit up a few more of these games. But first, uh, one other quick note. This one from Thrive. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free 6-month Rotowire subscription. Here's how you claim your free Rotowire subscription. 1. Visit rotowire.com/thrive. 2. Deposit a minimum of ten dollars and receive hundred percent deposit bonus, up to one hundred dollars. Three, play in your first paid contest and receive a free six month Rotowire subscription.
3: This Rotowire podcast is brought to you by my favorite meal kit, Factor. I gave Factor a try, and I can tell you firsthand, eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready to eat meals. Every meal arrives fresh, not frozen, and they're chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. Every week, you'll have over 35 different options to choose from, and there's something for every diet, including calorie smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after those wellness goals. One of my favorite things about Factor, it's the convenience. We're talking meals that are good to go in two minutes or less. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals, they are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. There's no prep, there's no mess, no cooking, no cleanup, none of that. It's perfect if you have a busy lifestyle and you can't dedicate an hour plus each day to preparing lunch or preparing dinner. Factor's the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Factor also offers options for every meal. Pancakes, smoothies, you name it. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, dinner, whatever you need. Factor has it. Factor's also tailored to your schedule. So you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We've done the math. We've run the numbers over here. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be both nutritious and delicious. Head over to factormeals.com/rotowire50 and use the code rotowire50. That'll get you 50% off your order. That's code rotowire50 at factormeals.com/rotowire50.
0: terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed
2: big thanks to thrive big thanks to our blue wire network sponsors as well Jeff Erickson is here with Alan Soslowski. we are talking about week six and some of the matchups you know Green Bay Chicago this is a uh, over under and this game is 45 it's not it's dragged down by the Chicago side of things we are all clamoring for Justin uh, Justin fields to get the starting job over Andy Dalton Finally, they finally said, okay, he's the starter of the rest of year. fine. Okay. Then he got a little banged up against the Raiders and did nothing in the passing game. Again, I'm I'm underwhelmed so far by his play on the field. Is this just a matter of me needing to be patient? What What's your scoop on Justin Fields?
1: Put it this way. Even in one QB leagues where the bench is not five, where it's like eight or like in the NFFC, I have not dropped Justin Fields. Yeah. You know, it's like he's a rookie quarterback who's put into a suboptimal situation where the veteran the, the respected veteran is sitting there waiting to come back in. That's not easy. You know, that we've all had jobs. You the listener have had a job where, you know, you're replacing somebody or your replacement is in the room or somebody's looking over your shoulder and the minute you kind of, they kind of go away and when settled, that's when you perform, when you loosen up a little bit. Give the guy a few games. Now, if you, you can't hold him in a one QB league, with, you know, your standard home league with the six bench spots, but I still believe by the end of the year, the last six games, last eight games, we'll be talking about Justin Fields as w- of one of the quarterbacks we want next year.
2: I think you're right. I think you're right about that. Uh, I added him in a league last week, a uh, super flex league, but I can't start him yet is the problem. As, all the positive things you said... I'm going to miss his first good game unless I'm in a super flex league and I'm just forced to start him. Uh, I've got, he's not, he's number 26 for me this week. Uh, yeah, and,
1: and I get that. The question really is, is Alan Robinson is defying all logic. Like this is presumably yeah. the best quarterback he's had and he's performing the worst. We need to get Blake Bortles back in there.
2: Well, they're not even trying anything downfield. Some of this is the play calling. Uh, I think they threw one ball beyond 10 yards for Robinson last week and it was incomplete. Uh that might be Fields choosing to go on his progressions to shorter, or they might be super conservative. Look to me it's more of the latter that there's just running a very conservative offense so far. Uh so that that's my take on that. Um yeah. but how, how uh how about the
1: running backs? Yeah, uh, I mean, you, you and I have talked about Khalil Herbert on our, our short YouTube videos that we do, uh Damian Williams. I mean, they both had about equal rush attempts. Uh, yeah. are you are you excited to start either one of those guys this week?
2: I have Williams at 15, so yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: That's a good ranking. I like that.
2: Yeah. Uh, How about
1: Herbert? What do you have Khalil Herbert?
2: Herbert, I've got at 36. Right. So if you're— Honestly, go ahead.
1: No, if you're in a pinch, you could start him then. I like that ranking. Anytime someone's in the top 40, that means they're starting running back on someone's team.
2: Yeah, it's true. I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable with the gap between the two, given how much they split carries. Williams is the starter. Got the goal line carry, catches passes, and Herbert doesn't, or at least hasn't. Uh, so we'll see if that holds true. But that's that explains the gap. But in terms of running the ball, that gap is pretty narrow. Uh, Packers, do you really need us to tell you to start any of the Packers that you normally start? No, well, you don't.
1: I have a no. There's one question on the Packers. I am. I have one. I have a team that's really good. The NFFC team that I have in the uh, the, the online championship, RotoWire mm-hmm. online championship. My team is sick, except I have Robert Tunyon. And I'm sitting there every week, and the guy gets two points. Last year, he was like the Jerome Bettis of of tight ends. He was getting touchdowns every game, three targets, two catches, and two touchdowns. This year, he hasn't – I don't even think he scored. Did he score this year at all? He has. He scored once. One, it's it's horrendous. So now I'm thinking about, like, do I play uh, Dan Arnold over him? So would you start Robert Tunyon if you have someone – like a Dan Arnold, like yeah. a David Njoku. Like where's your stance on it? Uh Are you still waiting for Tun- the touchdown?
2: Tunyon over both those guys. Tunyon versus Ricky Seals Jones, or Ricky, you know, is, is one of those that I think would be a tougher call for me. Uh only because I think, you know, Ricky Seals Jones was got like all but one snap last week, got eight targets. That's the sort of like I feel like that's a lot more bankable with uh the with the situation Logan Thomas hurt and definitely yeah. out at least the next 2 weeks. Yeah, Ricky
1: uh, Ricky Seals Jones, I mean every year there's a player that that shows up that I'm like, "Oh, he's still in the league." You know, and mm-hmm. that was, it was Ricky Seals Jones this year. You know, like, yeah, yeah. It, it, like I, I literally did not. Th- and then I go on, you know, cause of dynasty player. And even in my 30 deep dynasty leagues, he wasn't rostered. I, I couldn't believe it. And I click on the age. I was like, what is he like 30? He's 25, 26 years old. This yeah,
2: guy. I know.
1: <laughs> I was like, I what was he? What was he like 15 when he was a rookie? I just couldn't believe it.
2: And so. Well, it's just in Arizona, they presume you're old. That, I think. That's right. The cool thing there. <laughs>
1: right. So, so, so right. you like him better. Oh, so you like Tonyan better than all those guys, but.
2: Yeah, actually, and I have Tunyon and Seals Jones at twelve and thirteen respectively. But I think I'll flip flop that and put Seals Jones ahead. Of
1: yeah, me. I have I have lost all confidence in Tunyon, and he was one of the 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 tight ends this year when you were waiting on tight end that sharp fantasy players were saying, "Hey, this is you know regression, regression, man, regression." But they were right about him. I yeah. mean, he has just been if it's touchdown or bust, and I thought Rogers would force feed him. So when when you talk about that game, I get Robert Tunyon questions. Every week, and I'm scared to start him. So when you're talking about Ricky Seals Jones, I think that's a sharp play.
2: Yeah, I'm and i just I, in retrospect, I probably should have treated the re, uh, acquisition of Randall Cobb as a bigger threat than it was. Mm. Uh, but just because that that's kind of a security blanket guy that you know Rogers trusts. And that takes it away from going ahead and going with uh, Tunyon at all, even though he trusts Tunnyan. Tunyon catches pretty much everything he's thrown to him, but he doesn't create separation. Doesn't get a, open as he, as readily. So he, last year
1: he had a that. last year he had a ton of touchdowns. There's my pun for the day. Dude,
2: that, that was okay. You're a princess punter. Okay, I like <laughs> it. <laughs> Houston, Indy. Uh, we saw Indy come alive. We saw you know Carson Wentz have a four, uh, 400 yard game. I think. Taylor obviously was huge. I loved one thing about Taylor. Very first series, he drops a pass, looking try, trying to look to go ahead. Um, and he, he drops a pass, and immediately the next play, they go right back to him, and that was the 75-yard touchdown.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was good. Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he's he's so. I mean, I know uh, Chris Liss, He probably overdrafted him in a lot of his high high dollar leagues, but um, and you know, and for good reason though. The upside is always there. But when you see plays like that, and when you see that Jonathan Taylor with the ball, he just looks different. You know, he, yeah. he looks like there there is some some anchors around his his uh, you know pulling him down. There's you know they want to showcase Marlon Mack and give him five seven touches. Naeem Hines is always you know he's a good. He's, he's a good running back. That's going to command some touches. Um, so yeah, I, I, I love Jonathan Taylor. Obviously you're proactively playing him every week, but, uh, there's still, you know, it's hard to, always, where do you have him this week? For example,
2: Taylor, I yeah. have him third, I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're, you're starting him every week.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. And yeah, he's one of those that, yeah, I definitely am starting him every week there. Uh, we talked Pittman, how you like him, and I, I, the one thing I worry a little bit is maybe the Colts just run the ball a lot more against Houston if they're playing with the lead. But, yeah, I, I think you're probably right about that. Uh, others that I like, uh, I, I on, in this game, there's not a whole lot from the Houston side of things. If, I mean, if, are you if you're desperate, Chris Moore yeah, as a you, you, you
1: literally pulled him right out of my mouth. You really like, okay. I was literally about to say now I don't remember Chris Moore other than being like a scrub on like Baltimore. Like you remember mm. him, like he didn't really do anything. And listen, anytime someone gets a hundred yards, I mean, it's probably cause Belichick was taking away Brandon cooks, right? I mean, you have to presume that that's yeah. what Belichick does. So, all right, let's the other receivers open I, I, if you're putting him in your lineup if you're in a league that where you're just that's the guy you're starting you're not expecting much but i i've seen him in a couple starting lineups this week i see people setting their lineup on tuesday and i did see i was like whoa someone's really chasing there you're not excited right. to start him but you know yeah. could be something
2: Neither him nor Conley am I all that excited. Uh, at least from a roster perspective, Moore is full time on the Houston roster now. He got purchased from the practice squads so, or his contract got purchased, I should say. Mm. Uh, so,
1: yeah. How about David Johnson? Of- you were you were telling people to drop David Johnson for good reason. For good reason. But last week, you know, he gave you double digit fantasy points. Um, is he somebody yeah. that you want to plug back in? Especially with uh, we talked about the the buy hell week that's coming up.
2: If a gun is held in my head and you must take and start a Houston running back, it is David Johnson. Yeah. Uh, I, thought,
1: I, I thought we'd see Philip Lindsay a little bit more this year. It obviously has not happened. No. um,
2: He scored early. He scored two touchdowns, one in each yeah. of the first two weeks. Uh, and he actually is second on in the team in carries. Mark Ingram has 68 carries with 3.1 per clip. I mean, ugh. Gross. He's,
1: I mean, it is he going on the Frank Gore career, late career path, or what? I mean, we're going to be talking about Mark Ingram in four years from now. Um, just somebody that just is blocking some rookies, you know, someone that's in high school right now, he's going to be blocking his fantasy value.
2: I don't think we'll be talking about Mark Ingram four years from now. I'm going to go on. <laughs> that, that's going to be my bold prediction for the second half of this podcast here. Um, let's hit a couple more games before we yep. sign off here. Uh, Minnesota Carolina, this is an interesting one, I think. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm obviously trying, I'm avoiding the obvious ones. Like Casey Washington, start everybody. Okay. Right. You know, chargers Baltimore start everybody uh, Casey, but Minnesota, Carolina, Carolina's defense. I'm buying Carolina's defense. I think they're legit good. I know the Dallas game kind of went sideways for them. I that was set up by Darnold's interceptions, which by the way, didn't get better this week this past week, but I don't want, I, I feel uncomfortable starting Kirk cousins this week.
1: Yeah, and what have they done? They've done only they've made moves to bolster the defense. They gave away Dan Arnold who they they signed, they he was one of their first signings this off-season and then they traded him away to get uh CJ Henderson yeah, when they lost right. their rookie when they lost their rookie defensive back. Carolina is serious about making a run, which kind of ties back to what we said at the beginning of this podcast that they're mm-hmm. going to go easy on Christian McCaffrey in both of our judgments. So, yeah, I think you are spot on that carolina is one of those defenses that you if you can get them off the waiver wire they're a hold they're going to be good again and they're going to give everybody trouble
2: right and then on the opposite side of things there i don't want to start cousins this week i've been starting him a few weeks here and there this week i've got him buried down at 21st i've got him below trevor lawrence behind yeah his opponent sam Darnold in this one who i don't love either behind baker mayfield these are some guys i don't love but i've got cousins behind all of them
1: if you have Kirk Cousins in a one QB league, obviously you're punting him back to the waiver wire. But when you're in these super flex leagues, like a lot of, our, you know, if a lot of our listeners are in there now. I, I there's super flex is is, exploded, oh, yeah. is exploding. You know, I mean, we've been playing them for years and we're so happy to see them. And even the NFFC is going to have a super flex contest next year. That's the rumors flying around, but we're, you, we're trying to
2: for um, trying to get Greg and uh, Tom to do it. I don't know. Force,
1: do force it, but... the format force yeah, the new for segment the on your shot yeah,
3: yeah. Right.
2: uh th- they'll do it they have to do it they, i mean they, they have to do it
1: like they will we'll we'll do that for another podcast where we we you badger the brownie them nice. <laughs> those are not the droids that you uh whatever that'll go, that line goes but no if you have c- cousins in a superflex are you going to start davis mills over him Are you going to start geno smith over him i mean no one knows right those are the options i mean you're in a superflex he goes in your lineup
2: yeah that's true that's true uh, unless you had drafted three and like, or you picked up Taylor Heineke and then i start Heineke over him this week. Heineke against the chiefs. I mean, oh yeah, I, I go with that for sure. Uh, but anyways, uh,
1: go ahead. I was just going to say Tyler Heineke, if you have him in a super flex, he, you know, we've made reference to Will Fuller. Uh, the, he is the Will Fuller of quarterbacks where you put him in. You're not surprised if you get nine points, but Tyler Heineke can get you 40 fantasy points. He, he is a reckless runner. He's a, uh, he, he, runs with the ball. He throws the ball. He, he takes shots down the field. He's, he's kind of like Ryan Fitzpatrick, but mobile. So I I love, if you have tiny, you're lucky. I I wanted, I got him in a lot of leagues and people were goofing on me in, uh, you know, when I drafted him in some of these super deep formats, but I'm so happy. I have him. He's one of my favorite players to watch this year.
2: Nice. Who's laughing harder now. Uh,
1: until they, until they bench him for Ryan Fitzpatrick when he comes back, right? Then I'm going to be like, which
2: might be as early as next week, by the way. (sighs) I saw did you see I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, show.
1: no, I heard you guys talking about it on your Serious XM show today. Yeah.
2: I I that in Houston. I'm not quite sure if I understand reinstalling the uh veteran except for the can't lose your job due to injury sort of mindset mentality no. there. I mean, I feel bad for Tyrod Taylor playing well here and then pulls the hammy last year, you know, got practically Stab. murdered by the team doctor, <laughs> you know, so
1: I, I think yes, those type of things happen. I think Tyrod Taylor is going to be around. He's got he he probably is the 33rd best quarterback in the league. He might be the 31st best quarterback in the league, but he, he's not good enough to to start on a team that needs to evaluate the young quarterback, which you and I talked about. Like obviously he's better than Davis Mills, but there's no upside to starting him versus actually taking a look at Davis Mills, as you just said.
2: Right. That's right. A couple of last questions to go through here before we sign off. Uh, Kicker question. The very Mm -hmm. rare kicker question. I
1: love kicker questions. Yes,
2: you do. You're not Linda, but you are a kicker fan. So Uh, Nick Folk, Chase McLaughlin or uh, Crosby. Who do you who do you got?
1: Okay, so I'm in a lot of leagues that don't use kickers anymore. So I just want to confirm that McLaughlin is the Cleveland kicker. Is that right?
2: Yes. Uh, yes, he is. He is. Okay. All right.
1: And even like the, the sharp, the NFFC leagues have gone to team kicker because it's so hard to keep up with these kicker names. But that said, Nick Folk is on fire, man. And the offense is not a throw down field. They're going to be in a lot of like fourth and fours on the 45. And I I would say this game in particular, you're probably going to get at least three field goals out of Nick Folk.
2: Yeah. All right. Um, you agree with that? Yeah, I, I could see I could see the case for Chase too, just because I think it's yeah. going to be a little sneaky shootout game against Arizona.
1: But those are usually extra point games because the shootouts they need touchdowns. That's, that's but I that's agree valid. with you that he'll he could have like six extra points. You know,
2: it's true. Cooper, Devonte Smith, or AJ Brown at flex? Uh, asked Michael Greenson.
1: Oh my God! So he's in a uh, Michael. Stop being in these ten team leagues with that start two wide receivers. That's our first piece of advice. But that said, my snobbery I'll put it to the side. Thank you. And yes, I, I think um, Amari Cooper's this is represents the highest floor with the highest ceiling of that group, um, yeah. given A.J. Brown's recent hamstring problems and low box score.
2: I'd agree with that. Uh, I think Devontae's is a close second on that one there. Oh, yeah. Um, and then finally, S'mores asked Sam Darnold or Carson Wentz this week. I go from Wednesday you came and go back to Wentz.
1: Yeah, and ride the hot hand. These are two quarterbacks you're going to be toggling through. You're never going to know which one to start. You play the matchups. Uh, Carson Wentz looked good last week. They look like they can score points. I'm in.
2: All right, good very call. good. Well, that's going to wrap up today's pod. Any parting shots, Alan?
1: Oh, yeah. Just go check out. If you're listening to this podcast, you obviously love fantasy football as much as we do. So please go to the Rotowire YouTube page. Subscribe. I promise you you'll like all the the content we're doing there. We're doing short-form video. You'll see Jeff on there. You'll see Chris List featured on there. You'll see a bunch of the Rotowire personalities. And we answer questions over there in the comments of the video. So just come over and subscribe to the Rotowire YouTube page.
2: There you go. There you have it. Listen to him. He's a smart man. (laughs) Uh, I want to thank Winbet for your sponsorship, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Thank you guys for listening. We've got uh, Mario and John coming up tomorrow. As always, take care. Have a great day.